Hello, Collision Boost listeners. Uh, this is Jeff Peavy. Uh, today, I am with uh, Guy uh, Garut. Well, never mind. Let's, let me edit that out. I was so focused on your last name, I forgot. It. Uh, I told you I have no talent for this. I just have a hey, passion. It's, so. it's a work in process. Yeah. Hello, Collision Boost listeners. This is Jeff Peavy, and today we're going to sit down uh, with Bill Garut from the National Auto Body Council. We're just going to talk about uh, the organization some of you may be familiar with called the National Auto Body Council. And uh, Bill, thanks for taking the time to be, be with us today. Jeff, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to, to have a conversation today. Good. Well, I, I understand uh, your title now is President and CEO of National Auto Body Council. Is that correct? That is correct. That is yeah. correct. I tried to go back and do my homework. I'm, I would say I'm somewhat familiar with the National Auto Body Council, but uh, I think it's important that as newcomers come into the industry that they, um, that they understand the various supporting organizations that uh, make our industry better. And uh, certainly the National Auto Body Council is one of them. We've been supportive. Um, my wife, Maria, and I have been supportive for years uh, we really believe in what you guys do. I was just updating myself on some of the numbers uh, for the programs you do. It's staggering. I mean, it's just amazing the positive impact you have. So uh, if you would give us a little bit of a background, vision, mission, help the Collision Boost listener, or as we refer to occasionally as boosters, um, give us a little insight in what the National Auto Body Council is. Well, the National Auto Body Council was actually formed 25 years ago. Uh, we are celebrating our 25th year this, this year in 2020. Uh, the intent of the organization years ago was to enhance the image of the, of the industry. At that time, there was a, a very negative or very dark uh, side to the collision industry. It was a business that was a necessary evil, and you didn't really want to have to use it. But when you went there, there was a preconceived notion as to what you were going to experience when you walked into a body shop, as they were referred to back then. Uh, we, we still call them body shops today, but they're collision centers more than anything else. Much like the evolution of the vehicle itself uh, that we drive, uh, so did the repair facilities uh, evolve from back in the, let's say the early 70s, late 80s, you'd go into a body shop uh, to get your car looked at, you'd been in an accident, somebody ran into you, you bumped into a telephone pole, something to that effect. And you'd walk into the, into the body shop and uh, in the waiting room was the bench seat of a 72 Ford pickup F-150. And Fido, <laughs> the, uh, the uh, guard dog for the shop, was sitting on the, on the bench seat. And there'd be somebody come stumbling in out of the back of the shop They'd have an aspirator mask on and they'd be covered in dust and have a spray gun in their hand. And like, what do you, what, what can we do for you? Mm -hmm. And that was the experience back then. Uh, at the same time, we all that are depending on our age, we all uh, remember the, um, uh, the Bobbitt story, if you will, um, because he was uh, in the body shop business. And so there was a need to change the image of the industry to make it a, a, a viable uh, contributing factor in the local economy. Mm -hmm. And the work that we do is very important because we're putting vehicles back on the road in pre-loss condition. 
And so the people needed to have a good feeling that there was a qualified individual at that facility uh, putting that vehicle back together uh, to where it was safe to be back on the road. And to communicate that to whomever we interacted with was very important. So NABC, the National Auto Body Council, was kind of a spinoff, I think, of the collision industry at the time. Uh, NABC is a 501c6, so it's a nonprofit organization. Started out, and there was about 20 people that started the organization. Uh, one of the industry icons uh, of the collision industry, Chuck Sukula, was uh, the original person that was identified as the executive director who would kind of oversee the organization. And up until I took on the role that I did as president and CEO, Chuck was, had continued in that role. And so there's a lot of things that have happened over the last 25 years that many, many people in our industry uh, have their fingerprints on and have contributed uh, greatly to individuals, organizations, things of that nature. One of the things that has been maintained from day one with the National Auto Body Council is we are very apolitical, meaning we don't have a political stance one way or the other on any segment of our industry. All of our constituents come from all different uh, aspects of the industry, uh, whether it be from the OE side, from the paint side, um, uh, the information providers, the, the body shops themselves, rental car companies, uh, the MSOs, you name it, they're in there, the recyclers. We have all of the above in there and everybody in between. And uh, our board is, is a mixture of those individuals and those organizations as well. And so we, we don't take a political stance one way or the other. When we all go into an NABC meeting or a committee meeting, um, as our current chairman, who is Darren Huggins, would say, he's a big Dallas Cowboys fan, he goes, we're playing for the name on the front of the shirt, not the name on the back of the shirt. So the name <laughs> yeah. on the front of the shirt is NABC. So when we walk into that room, we're all thinking clearly about NABC. Mm -hmm. um, over the years, our um, signature programs um, have evolved. Uh, we have done many charitable organization type fundraising events. We did uh, get on the bus where we uh, raised monies for a bus at Camp, Camp Make a Dream um, out in the Northwest. Um, in Kansas City, the NABC got together and did a Habitat for Humanity house and built a house in a day. I remember mm -hmm. doing that back in the, I think that was back in the 90s, maybe early, mid uh, 2000s, maybe. Yeah, probably and early 2000s. Today, we focused in on three key areas that we focus um, all of our resources on, and that's our distracted driving initiative, where we are truly trying to educate younger drivers on the, uh, the dangers of distracted driving. It's become an epidemic for drivers from 16 to the age of 24. Distracted driving is the second uh, largest uh, 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 deadly driving uh, episode to that age group, second only mm -hmm. to alcoholism. Uh, then we focused our attention on our first responder emergency extrication. And as you, one of your guests in the past, George Avery, uh, is the program manager for us on that uh, particular initiative. And we train first responders 
on how to extricate uh, victims in auto accidents out of late model vehicles. So the first responders in a market have the ability to get older vehicles to uh, practice on and hone their skills on extraction. But the later model vehicles, because of the complexity of not only the, the technology that's in the vehicle, but also the, the unique steels that are used in those vehicles, training on new vehicles is very difficult for first responders. Through yeah, our relationships, is. we're able to bring late model vehicles to training um, events that we co-host uh, with our constituent base, whether it be the body shop or a recycler or something like that. And we give them firsthand experience on extrication out of a current model year vehicle. We, you know, we've done everything from Teslas to, um, to Mercedes to the most popular vehicles that are out there, which are the Toyota Camry or the Honda Accord, uh, Ford Fusion. Uh, so when a firefighter or a first responder rolls up on an accident scene, they have a level of confidence that they know what to do to save critical moments that will save critical lives. And uh, so that's our first responder. And then the flagship program of ours, the initiative, is obviously our recycled rides program. It's being used um, and implemented across the industry, across all platforms, whether it be a single shop operator, a multi-shop operator. Um, we are gifting on a run rate prior to the COVID we were on a run rate where we were doing two vehicles a day. Um, so all that under the umbrella, our vision is as the automotive collision repairers are admired professionals. And our mission is to develop, implement, and promote community-based initiatives that, are, that exemplify the professionalism and integrity of the collision repair industry and collision repair professional. Our mantra is changing and saving lives every day. We believe those three initiatives that we put our resources behind do exactly that. They change and save lives. And um, the NABC from 25 years ago to today, we've literally done thousands of commitments through our DDI program mm -hmm. uh, from young drivers committing not to drive in a distracted way from our free programs, we've trained thousands of first responders, hands-on, how to extract from that late model vehicle. And as of March 13th of this year, we gifted our 2,500th re recycled ride, which represents, I think the math tells us somewhere around $36 million worth of vehicles that were provided back to the communities where all these collision repair uh, people and organizations live and work. Yeah. And Bill, I, I have to commend you and, and the National Auto Body Council and everyone that's been involved over the years. When I saw that it was, uh, you know, 25 years of changing and saving lives and then 2,500 cars have been gifted. That's a lot of people uh, that have had their lives elevated right when they needed it. And I know, I know as when I was involved, it, it, there's this realization of what the automobile today means to a family when they don't have one. And I know it's it, for anybody who has not attended a recycled rides event, if you get a chance to do so, do it because, uh, and, and bring Kleenex, you know, and tissues because you're going to need them. It's the, one of the most moving things you could experience in our industry for sure. 
reliable transportation is something as a, as a society that we take for granted. And one doesn't really realize the value that that has until you don't have it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the recipients, uh, there's a series of events that put them in a situation where they don't have that transportation. And through our vetting process, and they, they need to meet certain criteria and things of that nature just to be eligible to be uh, a recipient of a vehicle through recycled rides. Now, keep in mind, NABC does not do any of the vetting. We don't pick the recipients. What we do is we facilitate the process. We uh, once a shop steps up and says, I want to do this, I want to allocate time and energy and my team to re, uh, redo this vehicle. Then we go to work, we find the vehicle, we get it to the shop. We immediately start working with charities, trying to identify what the appropriate charity is in that particular community. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's, this is a community-based initiative and we want to bond that collision industry uh, professional organization with their own community. This needs to be in their community. And uh, it's a process. It takes about three months is the average to get these done. Um, but uh, it is a moving type of proposition because it affects multiple generations of the recipient's family, them yeah. directly, uh, maybe their children, maybe their parents. And it's a combination of medical needs, going to the grocery store, going to school, holding a job because you, you have reliable transportation. You're not, you're not reliant upon public transportation any longer. You have, yeah. you have your own transportation. So that job you have to be at at seven, you don't have to be on a bus at four thirty in the morning. Right. Boy, I, you know, when, when I was involved in it, uh, that's when you start to realize that we take, you know, transportation for granted and you, you hear these stories, it's just heartbreaking and makes a huge difference. I want to, I want to go back to something and, and stress it. Uh, when you were talking about uh, the national auto body council, you know, really not being political. Um, you know, in this in this day and time when everything seems to be highly politicized, uh, the National Auto Body Council um, and and our industry, where we have our own politics, where we have all of these different segments who all have their own agendas, uh, they have their own needs, and and uh, whether it be from uh, parts. Uh, whether it be other types of suppliers and car manufacturers and auto body shops or collision repair uh, facilities, uh, the insurance segments, the uh, rental car uh, organizations and that segment related services. It is, to your point, it is an humbling experience when you see everyone leave their agendas, their, their personal and company agendas at the door and work together for the good of our industry. And I, I cannot stress how important that is. And I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned from, from how the National Auto Body Council has created itself to be that, that type of organization. And, um, and it, it could not happen, NABC could not facilitate all of these good things if, if people were not willing to set their, their agendas and egos aside and work together. It, that's, that is absolutely right, Jeff. We've created a culture within NABC, and this is like any organization. Culture drives results, mm -hmm. uh, drives the type of individuals you have in your organization and the, and the product that uh, you deliver. So we've created a culture, 
and we work very hard for that uh, to say, you know, we, what we do is benefiting uh, our society. It's benefiting and we're doing it one community at a time. We're not going to change the world by gifting one person a vehicle, but on that given day, we change that individual's world Mm -hmm. in a dramatic way. Yeah. And we believe we're making steps towards that change and it's not hard for people to come to an NABC, whether it be a committee meeting or a board meeting uh, or one of our events where an, uh, uh, a gifting or a training session is actually going on with free to say, I can't believe you guys do this. Uh, and this guy works for an insurance company and that person works for a rental car company and that person works for the OE and there's the parts people and and we're all there together and we all have the NABC shirt on and uh, we have the NABC lanyard on. And it's, what can we tell you about the NABC? Yeah. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to be involved in and to see, uh, to see it happen and to see people working together for, for the really changing and saving lives. It seemed like a, a simple mantra to you. But when you see it in person, at a recycled rides. I know early on when, uh, the free program, the, uh, first responders emergency extrication program started, um, you know, I was somewhat involved in it and, and I know that the hybrid vehicle, there were literally firefighters who were uh, being injured or killed because of, uh, you know, there was cables that they had always traditionally been taught to cut. And in a hybrid, uh, if those were cut, the traditional way it could be very dangerous and then of course we had all of the different airbags that begin to show up in the car the electric vehicle the ultra high strength steels all of those things made a difference and every second that it takes longer than it should to get someone cut out of a car uh, their lives are in greater danger and I, I've witnessed that myself of how uh, teaching firefighters and first responders how to get people out of cars uh, sooner uh, is, is a big deal. And so I, I have uh, been a big fan of that program. I know it's not been a, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a complicated process, but it's well worth it. And then the recycled rides, again, we talked about that a lot and, uh, already it's, it's an amazing program. I think the distract distracted driving initiative, uh, kind of a, a, a little bit quieter, maybe in the background of all the programs you guys have, at least from my perspective. But what I found is that it, uh, it, it has probably very likely saved a lot of lives that you really can't put a finger on. And then, so Bill, are, uh, National Auto Body Council is still doing recycled rides for schools, right? We are. We have uh, we have a great committee. Each of each of our various initiatives and the various workings of what we do is all driven by committee work. We have 10 active committees that meet on a regular systematic basis. I attend all of those meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and recycled rides for schools is one of those that we kind of put some new energy into because we have, um, we believe with the recycled rides program, we have a, um, a rather unique product there that bonds the the trade school in the community with the community with the instructors with the administration of that um, that institution uh, as well as the students and then and then to the charities in the community as well so 
the recycled rides for schools is um, is a is a magnet type program that can work for the trade schools in their local communities. Typically, trade schools are in. Uh, uh, there's a lot of technical schools in A markets. There's a lot of technical schools in B market, B type mm -hmm. markets. And if they can use this program for an, from an administration standpoint, let's say with uh, uh, a technical school, the president is now able to have um, a platform to talk to the local community about a regarding one of their curriculum is giving back to the community. It provides a curriculum to their educators there in the technical school with their ability to refurbish a vehicle with the intent of gifting it. The students are able to work on it. They're able to pull in people that may have gone through their school, their technical school in the body shop trades, bring them back in to work on these projects together and create a bonding environment there. And then as the vehicle progresses and we get closer to a time when the vehicle is ready to be gifted to work directly with a local charity and a local recipient, it's an all-inclusive program and we put new energy behind that uh, with our uh, committee leadership and uh, talking and working with them on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I think it's a great thing for schools and, and the pride you see that the students and, and really technicians in general at a shop uh, that are involved in recycled rides, there's this moment of, of realization of the impact that, that their skills can have on people's lives. And I think that's very positive. So, uh, Bill, let's, uh, let's, as we start to wrap this up, there's a couple of things. Uh, uh, your website, I'll let you uh, tell, tell the audience uh, about your website and then how to join the National Auto Body Council as a member. Well, it's easy enough on the website. Uh, we're very proud. We've recently kind of um, re-engineered our website, but it's the uh, nationalautobodycouncil.org, O-R-G, since we're a nonprofit. And joining, there's, there's a simple process to join in the program on the website. You can go in there and there's buttons in various places on the website that says join now. Provide us with the information. It can be everywhere from an individual that just wants to be involved. Uh, at a, and we refer to that as a patron level. All the way up to our level one, which is the top tier of uh, partnership with the National Auto Body Council. And those names and organizations are scrolling across the top of our website. And all the information specific to NABC, to our initiatives, to our board, and things of that nature are all, all included in our website. We also uh, work very diligently on our social media platforms, uh, our digital footprint out there. And so we have uh, obviously Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and uh, Instagram that we're sharing information about what our constituent base is doing with these various programs. It's not uncommon to see um, a free event or a recycled ride event or something like that in our social media posts on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I was uh, on your website recently and it certainly has been upgraded. It, it seems like every year or so it just gets better and better as well as the program. And I appreciate uh, you coming on board uh, uh, as the president and CEO 
And uh, I'm proud of the fact I was part of that process <laughs> back in the day when you did that. And uh, I felt convinced that your marketing skills would be a big benefit as well as your leadership skills. So uh, I appreciate what you've done for the National Autobody Council and in turn what you've been able to do to help the industry uh, improve its image. And uh, I really do appreciate that. So for the Collision Boost listener, again, I want to uh, uh, stress the fact, go to the nationalautobodycouncil.org website. And uh, if you have any questions for Bill that you would like uh, us to uh, help you with, our email, again, collisionboostradio at gmail.com, just a simple Gmail account, collisionboostradio at gmail.com. Send us a note if you want to get in touch with uh, the National Autobody Council or Bill. Uh, we encourage you to do so and uh, make a difference. And, and uh, I really, Bill, appreciate the time that you've taken to help explain the National Autobody Council to uh, the Collision Boost listeners. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. And I want to take this opportunity to thank you and Marie both. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working with both of you through the National Auto Body Council and in the industry at, at large. And you guys are a gift to our industry as well. And thank you for everything you guys do. Well, thank you. You know, I think it's important that uh, the industry has been good to a lot of us. And, and Marie and I have realized that and we want to give back to the industry. And uh, uh, this is a simple way that we hope to be able to do that. So thank you for that. Um, any last advice or comments that you might have for the Collision Boost listener? I, I think uh, with the collision industry in general, we're starting to come out of the fog a little bit at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, be supportive of your local businesses. Uh, it's a very viable industry. Uh, I think last stats, Jeff, you probably have this as uh, more than I, it's about a $36 billion industry. Mm -hmm. That's a sizable piece of business in the United States and uh, looking for qualified uh, dedicated individuals to be among those collisions industry professionals, both now and in the future. Yeah. And, and you hit it. It's a very diverse, uh, uh, it's a great industry. It really is. And there's a lot of things you can do and be passionate about in this industry. Uh, it does make a difference in people's lives as just as we were talking about the importance of transportation and the automobile and, and, uh, you know, we, we encourage the collision boost listener to think of our industry as a career when they enter it not just a job and uh, to stay in it and to become a professional in it. And uh, so again, Bill, thanks a lot for uh, taking the time and to talk to us about the National Auto Body Council. Thank you so much, Jeff. Have a wonderful rest of your week. We sure will. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you.